0: This week on the Outlaw Lawyer, Joe and I talk George Floyd, Alex Murdoch, Jaylane Maxwell, and new cases coming before the US Supreme Court. And now, Outlaw Lawyer.
1: The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whittaker and Joe Hamer, your hosts. They are managing partners at Whittaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. 46 combined years experience. Offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay-Varina. And at Gastonia. We talk legalese each and every week. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and also referee between these two, but we get into the topics. If you've got something going on with you from a legal standpoint, and you've got questions, well, you can give the firm a call. Here's the number, jot it down 800 659 1186. That's 800 659 1186. Just leave your name, contact information, briefly what the call's about, and an attorney from Whitaker and Hammer will be in touch. You can also email the program questions at outlawlawyer.com. We can use those questions in future programs. And always check out the website, theoutlawlawyer.com. Gentlemen, welcome in. I missed you. <laughs> Morgan, you doing well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had COVID yet? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, two shots and a booster, and I mask up quite a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten my booster yet, but... Uh... Uh, I didn't, I didn't, uh, feel too good. Uh, we went skiing and came back and I was a little under the weather for a couple of days and, uh, never got tested or anything, but I'm hoping that was just, uh, just a, just a regular cold. Okay, so where'd you go skiing? Hopefully. Where'd you go skiing? We went to uh, wintergreen this time. Okay. I hadn't been to wintergreen in 20 years, okay. um, but we got up there, it was a few weeks back. We got up there right before a big snow and, and, uh, I'm about six to So I'm, I'm pretty dangerous on skis. The
2: picture um, of health.
0: no way no way you're 260 have you weighed lately 255 260 yeah that's I think that's the perfect BMI for my height though
2: 60 pounds of that is his robust immune system that's why he doesn't need the booster (laughs) and
0: and that's why he can't catch COVID if he tried but but I haven't ski I haven't ski we skied last year for the first time in a long time I got boys uh all kind of in that 12 9 6 range sure wanted to make sure they were comfortable. That's my, that's my parenting plan. I want my boys to be able to go anywhere and do anything and at least have something to reach back on. Mm -hmm. And so this is part of my plan so that when they go skiing and youth group or, you know, college trips, they'll know how to ski. They won't be afraid of it. So, um, so we did that, but did, we all got a little something, uh, on the way back, went with another family and, and uh, never tested, but hopefully it was just a cold and it came and came and went. But I know a lot of folks here at the office, we've seen a lot of the the Omicron come through and seems like everybody's getting it. Joe, you, you, you've you dodged it here lately. I actually I have ducked it uh, here lately. I uh, did not
2: do a great job of ducking it early on. I actually, it hit me in the face several times. And I think that's probably the reason why I've been able to duck it lately. You catch it so many times and it it decimates you and I think you just get used to it and then there's not much it can do to you after that point so um but yeah I've been fortunate enough to duck it like you said a lot of folks around us a lot of folks in the office uh, a lot of the clients we work with uh tons of people have come down here lately with Omicron uh knock on wood fortunately seems to be a bit milder than than what we saw before you know it doesn't seem to be quite as intense but uh yes i'm i'm my goal is to continue to duck it uh how how unlucky can you be man i don't i I gotta (laughs) believe that at some point i just stop getting it and my family stops getting it and (laughs) right off into the sunset of health until the next uh terrible
0: disease comes out i i predicted i had predicted to my to my wife we were talking about this and i predicted that this next like this week if people kept getting it and testing, like we would just, we would, you know, I'm not a mandate guy. I don't, I'm not a big fan of shutting stuff down, but at some point <laughs> we won't have any bodies to to do anything. You know, everybody will have to take a week off, you know, just, uh, just to get back, uh, back into play. But, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was just curious. I, I feel like everybody has it right now. So I've, uh, so I've been watching that and then I've been watching, you know, I'm a. I grew up here in, in the Raleigh uh, Garner Fuquay area. And Joe, we we know you're from the, the kind of the Clayton Garner area. The I've been thinking a lot about this. Has nothing to do with the law, by the way, guys. This is just something I've been thinking about. I can't remember ever being this down on an ACC basketball season. Oh. Uh, being from this area, like I have, like I have no. Yeah, like we got tickets to state games. Yeah. I'm not going. I might not watch it on TV. I know Carolina. Uh, they're not doing really well, which is great for me. I have no problem with that. <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, in Duke, I guess Duke's Duke. Duke's yeah. doing okay, Joe, from what I can tell. But I, yeah, I've Duke's never, doing, Duke's doing just fine, Josh. Mm. I have never been this. Did they beat Clemson. That was last night, right? Yeah, they
2: beat Clemson. It was a closer game than you would think, but they were down a starter, so we can't be too upset with them. But uh, I think what you're trying to get at, Josh, and I agree with you. It's it's not it's not just state. It's not just Carolina. what it is, is it the entirety of the conference? Like I can't remember a time that top to bottom, you know, outside of Duke, obviously that there's been so much just mediocrity, man. There's no, the, the lack of ranked teams. And you know, you can look at, I mean, Miami's playing pretty well right now. Florida state's playing pretty well right now. Um, of course Duke's playing pretty well right now outside of that it's a crapshoot man and some you could you would think that might be more entertaining like there's a lot of parody anybody can beat anybody but i just i just think it's it's boring man it's, it's I with you it's really lost my interest
0: you know the panthers this year were really bad and uh terrible. state football was really good I had a lot of fun uh with state football which is great i'm happy for, you deserved that so i'm happy it, <laughs> and uh looking forward to next year basketball you know the guys are playing as hard as they can like i don't think the you know i watched the state team they're they're not being lazy. They're they're giving it their all, you know, so it's well, hard I had to an down. unfortunate
2: injury, man. You can't oh, plan for, yeah. you know, arguably your best player to go down. And uh I mean, that's tough for anybody to overcome.
0: But I tell you what, I started thinking about this really hard because the other night we watched uh for those who listen often, you might know I've married into the Bills, right? So the Buffalo Bills, not my home team, uh, but I am married into Buffalo Bills fandom. Uh my family's big Josh Allen folks, but I watched that Bills Chiefs game. I was like, I have never watched, besides the State Carolina football game this year. Like, I can't remember the last time I watched a college game with that kind of uh, energy, that kind of uh, wild momentum swing. So that was a good. Well, that's game.
2: that was a you un- I mean, you're not going to watch any. There's very few games in any sport at any level that are going to match that game and uh and just
1: the insanity of it, just just sheer insanity. Of well, the it. last the last minute and a half. Of regulation. I mean, I mean I've never seen anything like it. And people are going to be talking about that particular game. But not only that game, guys, you mentioned it the entire weekend. All the other games were decided by, you know, a field goal. I mean, and last second. And there were upsets. And there weren't a lot of, you know, a ton of points. But, man, and then you, the crescendo is the end of the weekend. I mean, I'm sitting there going, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts, man. I tell you, you know,
2: Josh, you're. I know your wife's a big Bills fan. I know you guys probably felt like uh, a lot of stress and a lot of tension during that game. I can tell you who who had more stress and tension during that game and that was sports bettors. <laughs> because that was just it, it, the the back and forth man, it was just insanity. What was the li- and, I don't um, know what the line, what was the line on that game? What was The it? line, I want to say that the line was I think it was um I think the the chiefs were favored by two and a half points if I'm not mistaken uh, or it may have been it may have been three points. It may have been so, somewhere in that right. range is what it was. It was not they were not a heavy favorite. I think they anticipated it being a pretty close game um but yeah, crazy man crazy it will be tough for this coming weekend's games to top the games from last week, but uh very super entertaining man makes up for the the doldrums of the ACC here lately.
1: Yeah, just that's what I. I was just going to jump jump on the ACC guys and just agree with you when we only have, you know, as a conference, one uh, in the top twenty-five, and it is Duke. uh, And you see post-game press conferences from you know uh, uh, Hubert Davis where he's concerned about the energy of the team, and I mean, these are things you just don't hear in, in the Atlantic Coast Conference, and you know we get pounded on when it comes to football, but we always have
0: basketball. Uh, to
1: hang our hat on as being the elite conference, and this year we are not.
0: Yeah, if you don't if you don't have basketball, I don't know. I don't know what you got. I mean, that's that's what we're known for. I have taken some solace. The Hurricanes keep grinding it out. They seem fine. You know, when I'm I not think thinking they, about the they're law, than fine, man.
2: I think that's an yeah. understatement. I think they are doing fantastic.
0: Um, but uh, yeah. So when I'm not thinking about law, I take solace in in sports, and uh, and and so anyway. I guess, since we are the outlaw lawyers, we should talk about the law. Today, we've got a couple of things on 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 deck. We're going to talk a lot of updates. There's been a lot of things over the past couple of weeks, um, things that we've talked about before that are kind of moving through the legal system. And I think it's important. I think the media does a bad job of this. I think it's important to keep up with them and see what's happening, the appeals process. You know, it's uh, it's more than just a one, one-shot story, a lot of these things. And so... U.S. Supreme Court's doing a lot of stuff too. They've taken a lot of cases. It's kind of going to it's going to be an historic, depending on what side you 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 fall on here, uh, will be whether it's good historic or bad historic. But it's going to be a historic U.S. Supreme Court session. Um, so lots to talk about. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, the Outlaw
1: Lawyers. They are at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, again, managing partners there and practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Forty-six combined years of experience between the two of them, and they have offices well, almost on every corner, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Marina, and down there in Gastonia. If you've got a legal question of your own and you need some answers, here's a number for you. 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your name, contact information, a little bit about what you're going through, and an attorney with Whitaker & Hammer will be in touch and hopefully have answers to your questions. And you can also send your question to the program, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. And always go to the website, And check it out. TheOutlawlawyer.com. We have a lot to get to today. We're back right after this. And Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, your host. Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, 46 combined years of experience. And again, offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. They're the managing partners at the firm and the practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Guys, a lot of cases you want to update, so where do we start?
0: Well, Morgan, uh, the Maxwell, the Jelaine Maxwell uh, trial uh, wrapped up a couple of weeks ago. I think we talked about it on the show. She was found guilty of a couple accounts. Uh, just a reminder, that was a federal a uh, criminal trial, uh, not only some of these things we talk about are happening in state court. And Joe, we've talked about it before, uh, these federal trials don't get a lot of times the same coverage as a, a state trial, just because of, they're not as uh, accessible, right? The judge might not allow cameras in a courtroom in a federal court, you, you know, just, they try to protect jurors in a different light. So reporters, even, I guess, if we assume that they're trying to do a really good job, access is always a problem, federal versus state.
2: You know, that's right, Josh. We, we talked about the fact that these these federal trials don't seem to get the same level of coverage. And I, and I think a lot of that, like you said, is to do with the lack of access. And, you know, we as a society, when you don't, when you're looking at secondhand accounts and, you know, roughly sketched drawings of the proceedings, it's, it, it doesn't Capture our attention; it doesn't captivate us quite as much, but but even beyond that, man, this is something that you know we we talked about should be super interesting news and something that you would think would be getting heavy coverage in, in the media, and and it didn't didn't seem to get the same level of coverage, especially in in the U.S. as it did in other places. It wasn't as as heavily covered as we anticipated it might be, and yeah, I don't know if it's a combination of factors, if it's the fact that there is that, that different level of access, that reduced level of access from if it was you know a, a trial where you could have recording of every single thing taking place or the, the subject matter. I don't know exactly what it was, but
0: but strange to say the least. You know, my undergrad, I know I mentioned this before, but my undergrad was focused. I was an English uh, history major and uh, English with a focus in journalism over at NC State University. And, and so I always find it interesting um how things get covered uh and in this one the she was convicted uh faces uh, she hasn't been sentenced yet 60 up to 65 years in prison I think most people are estimating she gets a lot less in prison than that but um so I don't even know where I first caught wind of the juror who was talking to uh somebody over I can't remember what the outlet was but they were interviewing a juror and the juror basically said that they had not Revealed, I guess one of the questions on the questionnaire for prospective jury members was, "Have you ever been a victim of sexual assault?" Obviously, something that the defense would want to know during voir dyer on uh, when they're picking uh, a jury. And so, this person had not revealed that information. And then, in an interview, this juror um, mentioned that they used the, that. In fact, they had been a victim of, of sexual abuse. Uh, and that they used this experience getting the jury to all come together and 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 convict. So this actually ended up being a big deal. The defense attorneys had no notice of this, and so the, the the current news on this trial, this story is that they have, you know, Maxwell's attorneys have requested a a new trial. And I can't remember where I got first wind of this story. I picked it up somewhere in my normal routine, um, so American news sources. But then I had to go to the BBC and Al Jazeera. Uh, to really get what I think is good coverage of, uh, of that. But, yeah, it's just interesting. That's a That was a – it should have been a bigger story than it was. I think there's some conspiracy theories out there why it wasn't getting coverage, but I don't usually buy into conspiracy theories. I think it's just, you know, it's just the way it is. But it's odd that you have to go international to get co- good coverage of a U.S. event, a U.S. trial.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a little disconcerting, but uh, but but I'm glad you were resourceful and you could go and you could pull that information for us and bring it back, bring Any, it back anytime, to the states for us.
0: Anytime I'm I'm going to Al Jazeera for for news, you know, it just feels and even though they do a good job on a lot of stuff, you know, so I, not to disparage them, but it always feels weird when I can't go to a AP or New York Times or the Wall Street Journal or you know even the CNNs and the Fox Newses, you know, so. Anyway, so that was that was one thing that we've been following closely, and we'll continue to follow it. Uh, I think they probably got a pretty good argument for a new trial. Um, we'll see what the the judge does and the how the appeal process goes. But uh, you know, just out of left field, new trial. You know, it, it's crazy to me that you know, but it's it's facts that came to light after the fact that would, in theory, have maybe affected the the outcome if they had struck that juror with that knowledge and put a new juror in place, but. So I wanted to spend bold a little prediction. Bit of
2: time. Bold prediction is that the the if there is a new trial granted, it gets fifty percent even less coverage than this trial did. I think it'll be even less less covered and less uh, in the public eye.
0: That's my prediction. Well, That's a good prediction because that's going to be hard to call you out on. It was sixty five percent less coverage, Joseph. <laughs> be hard to measure that one. And, Of course, we had a show here recently where we we talked about Alec Murdaugh uh, the whole Murdoch. show we had,
2: you gotta, he, he gets
0: upset if you don't pronounce his name and uh, yeah, I was doing that during the whole show. I think mispronouncing <laughs> his name,
2: Alec but Murdoch we, to be, but to
0: we, be he got more case. charges this week, right? So he's got 19 more charges dealing with, uh, stealing from his clients, stealing from his trust account. we talked about as a, as attorneys, uh, that's like the worst thing you can do. You know, you murder somebody. I think the bar will look on that lighter than you stealing from your own trust accounts. So that's a super big no no for attorneys. And he's got it was like 19 more counts and eight and a half million dollars that that he had taken from clients above and beyond what he's already uh, charged with. So this guy's uh, story's not not getting any better. I don't know I going to ending
2: to this. Story. I would say that it's going poorly for him, and and it looks like my notes show these new indictments actually bring. Bring his total uh, of charges to seventy-one total, so he's got to be looking at he's got to be getting close to breaking some kind of record, man. That's a uh,
1: so you're saying he- so you're saying of charges. so you're saying the potential to turn this thing around in his favor not very good. <laughs> no, it's
2: funny this this is com- this is off topic and it's random, but it reminded me uh, somebody I don't remember who uh, I'm so active on social media sent me a TikTok, and uh, you know we love the TikTok, Josh. And it was, uh, it was an attorney had a client in court and, um, it it was a bond hearing and the client had had 69 previous convictions. And the attorney, he was like, his his argument for bond was that sounds like a guy that, that showed up to court 69 times (laughs) to me. (laughs) And they agreed with it. He was like, you're right. Hey, that's correct. So this
0: guy is not a flight risk
2: 69. He's Murdoch's got him beat by two, man.
0: I just, this story just, uh, you know, we waited a long time before he talked about it, just because I wanted to see everything kind of come to fruition. And so his, you know, his wife and his son who were murdered; those are still that's still being investigated. There's no, he's not charged with that. There's no charges, uh, you know, filed right now for for their murders. But uh, man, you just wonder how someone kept something like that going this long, and how. Uh, you know i would in a, imagine in a, in a in a presumably
2: opium uh opioid induced haze too like you know that's that's a. I don't know if we should be impressed by that but um had to be a stressful life man had it, it not even it mentioning the supposed you know the alleged ties to to murders within the family and then the 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 botched suicide scheme there's just a lot going on man that's a busy guy
0: You know, there's a, I can't remember, I can't, the the name of the song Leaves Me, but there's a good country song that talks about, you know, being able to sleep at night. I think that's an Aaron Tippin song. But for reals, man, if I can't go to sleep at night, like I'm done. Like I need like eight hours of uninterrupted sleep in my old age or I can't, I can't, I can't do it the next day. So I don't know how you live a life like this. Uh, quick Excited Google search sleep.
2: shows like seventy-two country songs about not being able to sleep at night. So
0: <laughs> I
1: couldn't, I couldn't help you. with all that. Right. all right, Joe. <laughs> now type in beer and country songs and
0: see how many songs come up.
2: We're gonna, we're gonna have more results than uh, Alec Murdoch <laughs> has
0: fraud charges. The, uh, I think the one I'm thinking about, it's, uh, it, I think it's Aaron Tippin. Uh, I can't remember the name of the song. It's killing me. Um,
2: it's gonna keep no, the, you, you, you got to stand
0: for something, song. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, I mean, he talks about you know the good old fashioned. If you live your day, so you can lay down and sleep, you don't have any worries or concerns. You know, you've done everything you can do. Like, but anyway, I don't think our friend Alec Murdoch. His name's not even spelled
2: like that. It's not even. It's close. not. Yeah, it's not spelled like that. And um, honestly, I almost dislike him for that pronunciation more than I do the crimes. To be honest with I you, I don't.
0: As a as a man who who has for my whole life mispronounced even the most simplest names. I mean, that's something I don't know if I got like a phonics problem or I don't hear right, but I'm gonna mispronounce fifty percent of the names that come before me. And that just really trips me up when your name doesn't sound anything like what it's spelled like, you know. All
1: right, Aaron Tippen, you've got to stand for something. That's yeah, the name. That's of the what
0: song. it is. That's what it is. Um so Alec Murdoch's got a lot going on and we'll keep an eye on him because that's just an interesting story. Uh, especially if you, you know, you follow true crime type stuff, that's, you know, that's just interesting. But, um, the other officers in George Floyd, you know, they have a, uh, they have a federal case going on now. They were charged with denying Mr. Floyd his civil rights. Um, and so that's kind of kicked off. And of course, the defense is doing everything they can, uh, on that one. Um, that's going to be interesting to watch too. You know, the Chauvin is, has got his federal charges coming up too. Uh, obviously guilty at the state level. Um, but we're watching those officers. So it's, uh, uh there's three of them and they're charged with depriving Floyd of his civil rights. So that trial has is well underway. Of course they're playing, they're blaming Derek uh, Chauvin cause he's already been convicted. And obviously he's the one on the video that you see taking the most action. Of course they're, Charges stem from their inaction, uh, but I think that's going to be a tough case for the prosecutors. These are always uh, kind of tough, so this will be a really interesting one to watch. Probably one that we'll dive deeper on once it's done. Uh, kind of take a look at what was presented for the jury, but it'll be interesting. I think.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Tough. Ca- I think it's a tough case for the prosecution. Not just because it's it's difficult, because you're looking, like you said, you're you're looking at inaction. You know, they're not the primary actor in this situation, you're looking at their inaction and you, you, you put that together with, you know, the potential public pressure that's going to be associated with it just because it it is such a hot button item. And, uh, I agree an unenviable task for the prosecutors there.
0: Yeah. I'm not bold enough to make a prediction on that one yet too. I haven't, I haven't seen enough. I don't know which way it'll go. Just, just, it's just going to be difficult for the prosecution. Um, but anyway, we'll see how it turns out, and we'll keep everybody updated. It's things we're uh, we're going to keep an eye on. You're locked into the Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe
1: Hamer. Again, managing partners practicing attorneys here in North Carolina, but managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, 46 combined years experience, and offices conveniently located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. If you've got a legal question of your own, call this number, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave some contact information, briefly what the call is about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. You can also email your question to the program easily by typing in questions at theoutlawlawyer.com and send it to us there. And please check out the website, theoutlawlawyer.com. Speaking of Whitaker and Hamer, we're going to talk about the firm coming up next. The Outlaw Lawyer, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing attorneys at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, are your hosts. They are practicing attorneys here in North Carolina, and they have offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. They have uh, well, they have they have attorneys at all of these offices that can help you if you have a legal situation. number to get in touch is 800-659-1186. That's 800 659 one one eight six and just leave your name contact information and again a little bit about what the call is about and an attorney will be back in touch with you You can always email the show
0: questions at the outlawlawyer.com gentlemen take it away well i want to explore something morgan we were talking at the break here and uh again doesn't have anything to do with law but joe i don't think you like country music um i
2: mean that's fair that's fair I, i think as i get older uh I can appreciate some country music more so, uh, not a fan of any of the newer country, which Mm -hmm. I think is actually a a sentiment that a lot of older country fans actually share with me. But, um, it's a, it's, it's, this is a really random story, but it's a product of, you know, growing up, uh, my sister, very sweet, sweet lady who I love very (laughs) much would, uh, would, we would ride to school together and, and we would take turns choosing who got to control the radio and to torture me she would put on country music she'd sing at like the top of her lungs and uh i always hated it after that so that's what a big sister me. should do right torture yeah, no, it was terrible it was yeah. a terrible plan on her part a lot of resentment that i've worked through over the years but <laughs> yeah it's fair to say man i'm not a huge not a huge fan but um it's not my least favorite genre of music it's like my second least favorite
0: so well you know growing up I did not I did not like I grew up in the you know late 80s early 90s I did not like country music growing up uh violently did not like country music growing up and then got into college was going through a breakup somebody gave me a best of Hank Williams jr CD oh, and boy. then old country took over it took over everything I listened to so uh new country though I new country is anything past like 98 for me uh maybe 96 I can't I don't like it I ain't gotten there yet I try to like some stuff that we went 96, to that, Luke concert. that
2: 96 cutoff point, random, but I, uh, I like your that, specificity there. <laughs> we went to that Luke Combs concert.
0: And I tried to like it. I wanted to like it so badly. It you were miserable,
2: man. You were. You uh, looked like you were in physical pain. I remember looking it, at you and thinking, "Does Josh? Is his appendix going to explode?" Like <laughs> I was worried about you.
0: Well, you know, I think if I understand correctly, that that guy's born in North Carolina. He's a North Carolina guy. He's done really well for himself. Played the bars up at App State. He's an App State guy. Oh, I want to root for him so bad, man. And I guess I still am. I want him to be successful, but. And I didn't know any of those. You can
2: root for him. Uh, You can root for him, and then Mm -hmm. just you know not be. the biggest fan of his music. I think you can we've talked about separating the artist from the art on here yeah. and if you can if you can still be a fan of the Cosby show, you can be a fan of Luke Combs the person.
0: Well, this is like reverse Bill Cosby, right? Cuz I'm separating the art and not liking the art. So this yeah, is Yeah, it's the same Bill concept
2: Cosby. though, man. Yeah. It's the same thing. It goes both ways.
0: Um well, for some reason if Luke Combs listens to The Outlaw Lawyer, I really I'm a fan of you personally, and one day I hope to grow to the point where I can enjoy uh, your music. that Everybody seems to like.
1: So. I tell you, I, and and I'll just make one comment about Luke Combs, and I, I do like country music. Uh, did not grow up liking it. I was classic rock, uh, hard rock, uh, and then kind of got into country. But but Luke Combs, and and again, country music fans will cringe when I say this. I th- I want to say his first ten releases, not for, you know all of his songs that were released went to number one. And I, I don't think that's, I mean, that's, that's incredible. I mean, that's George and it, and it might, and it might be more than that by now, but it just seems like everything he released went to number one. And this is a guy that was playing the Klondike cafe up in, you know, up in Boone uh, for quarters. I mean, it
0: really is an incredible story. And Eric Church also cut his teeth yeah. up in Boone too. Yeah. And that's another guy I've seen him a couple of times and, uh, and, Man, I'm just not there yet. I'm gonna get there. I, it's work. I think that's, but that's I'm gonna the, get The there.
2: key to success for an artist is for Josh Whitaker to hate their music strongly. And if they, if you can get that, I think you're on your way to doing big things in the <laughs> industry.
0: Twenty years from now, I'll be there. I'll look back. You know, that's. Uh... Well,
1: I, I think you're struggling with it right now. I mean, this was a curveball right out of the. I mean, the pure blue. I mean, you're throwing that at Joe.
0: You know, country yeah. music. <laughs> the, <laughs> the. uh, well, you know what? I actually want to talk about this segment, Morgan. I know we were about five minutes in and I haven't gotten there yet, but I wanted to talk a little bit. We talk about a lot of legal topics. That's the that's kind of the purpose of our show here. We want to talk about legal topics that maybe don't get covered in the news quite the same way an attorney might, might look at it. And so we did that some first segment, but we're also, me and Joe, we're practicing attorneys. Like you say, we are the managing partners. Of Whitaker and Hamer. Whitaker and Hamer has six offices. I think we're going to have some announcements in 2022 about some new locations uh, that we're going to be branching out into here in, in North Carolina. So we've got a lot of uh, exciting news. It's going to be a good year in, in 2022. But um, Joe, I was I was doing kind of our year-end uh, evaluation of, of what we took in as a law firm, what we spent most of our time handling. And so Uh, The final stats were pretty impressive. Um, You know, we've we've got six offices, which we're very proud of. Uh, We've got nine attorneys, uh, over 30 support staff. Um, And last year, we did a lot of real estate transactional work. So if you're buying a home, you're refinancing, uh, you've got a real estate issue, a homeowners association issue. um, You know, real estate law took up a lot of me and Joe's time. We did that. Uh, We had over 4,000 residential and commercial real estate closings in 2021, and that's a uh, that's a pretty big number. Uh, if you don't, if you're not in the real estate law uh, attorney game, that number might not mean a lot to you. But that was 4,000 clients that we helped purchase a home, refinance a home, buy an office building, buy investment property. Um, so that was a lot of people. But that that's not even uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, there were thousands of other clients that we helped with all kinds of things. Right, Joe.
2: That's right. You know, we, our goal kind of for the firm has always been to, to be the community's law firm, you know, not, you know, we're not a true one-stop shop. There's things that, that we don't do that, that you are going to have to go to someone who really specializes in that field. You know, we don't touch any kind of medical malpractice and there's some other things that, that we don't do, but for the very most part, you know, any, any kind of legal need that you have, you know any any day to day legal need that you may come across that you have a need for in your life. The goal has always been, you know, come to us. You know, we're right here in your community. We're trying to be in every community, frankly, that we can be, and um, we don't want you to have to go out of town to uh, to to get whatever help you need. And we want to be very very uh, adaptable, very broad in the things that we can assist you with. And I think we've done a, a good job of you know adding folks to our team. And i um, really kind of spreading our wings on the things that we do do and, and just trying to kind of broaden our horizons to, to help a wider range of issues.
0: So we, you know, some of the practice areas where we help people in 2021, I was just going back and looking at it, but we handled a, a, and I won't, I won't do numbers here, but with a, a ton of traffic tickets, criminal charges, we handle a lot of family law. So helping folks separation, divorces, uh, child custody, we also helped a lot of people, businesses. Um, so asset purchase agreements, membership, interest acquisition, things like that. Uh, the firm helped a lot of clients with personal injury. So folks that have been in a car accident, you don't have to always call the folks that are advertising on TV. I saw one the other day. Well, I won't go into it, Joe, but you, you, can, you can call us. We'll help you with personal injury. Um, uh, but that's not it. We also did a lot of estate planning a lot of a state administration that's passed away and we're helping your loved ones probate your will or administer your state. And then just a bunch of civil litigation, all kinds of, of legal disputes, uh, you may run into, they kind of fall under what we would call general civil litigation. Um, but we, we helped a lot of people with a lot, have a lot of attorneys who spend their time, uh, in different practice areas. And we do that on purpose so that everywhere that we have an office, we have someone in most every problem a normal person would encounter in their life. And like Joe said, there are things that we don't handle, um, but we we know very qualified attorneys and other firms that handle those practice areas. So if you come to us and it's something we can't do, we can certainly get you uh, to the right person. And so we take a lot of pride in that like Joe said, um, trying to really serve the communities where we're located. So Joe, you weren't, you weren't around, you were too young when we first started this firm, but we started the firm back in, back in 2004 and, uh, started our first office was in, was in Raleigh off Falls of the Noose. And so we still maintain an office in Raleigh. Uh, but since then we've gone back to Garner where I spent a lot of time growing up, um, we were in Clayton, Joe, where you spend a lot of time and you grew up. Um, I first started practicing in Fuquay, Verena, so we're in Fuquay. And uh, over the past couple of years, I've expanded out to Goldsboro and, and Gastonia. And um, I don't know if we're ready to announce it just yet, but fairly soon we'll have a new office to announce. Yeah, I
2: think I think it's safe to, to announce we're going to have a, a 40, we call it the 40-42 area, the... Uh... I think it's technically Garner. I think it's a technically a Garner. Uh, if if you look at the address, it's a, it's a Garner address, but I've always just referred to it as that, that area where, you know, 40 and 42 intersect um, close to the Clayton office, but it's kind of a different, it's a different location um, that, that will, will hopefully be able to serve folks down that way, be a convenient spot for, for closings and for consults and things like that. And And we're, we're super excited about it. We should have that up and going on the website here soon. And I think we're looking at, at early February being up and operational there.
0: Yeah, so that'll be great. That'll be, we'll have a, you know, a full service office in Garner, a full service office in Clayton, and a full service office in that forty forty two area. And so, again, uh, it has always been our goal, me and Joe. Um, and the attorneys that, that, that work for us and the staff all live and work in, in, in these areas and, and to be a resource for people. you know, uh, We're in this to make money, right? I mean, that's that's why we own a law firm. Uh, the, the plan is to be profitable. Uh, but we also want to be a resource for folks. So even if you have a problem that we can't help you with, I hope you, live, I hope you live your life and you have no problems and you never need an attorney. But that doesn't happen very often. You usually do need an attorney for something. And I hope that you will call us. And even if we can't be helpful to you, we can get you in the right direction. We can tell you what kind of attorney you need, give you some names. Again, we want to be a legal resource for you your whole life. Um, and that's kind of been our goal. That's how we've started our law firm, and that's how we continue to run it. You know, we we want to be useful to you. And if we're doing that.
2: And, and uh, more so pretty, than that, Josh, just p- piggybacking off of what you said, you know, we we're attorneys and counselors at law. And that counselor piece, you know, we're not certified, uh, relationship counselors. We're not going to be your shrink. We're not going to put you on the couch and, uh, and, and really dig into your issues. But, you know, that's, I think that's one, one piece of the equation that, that can be overlooked that we kind of try to, to pay extra attention to, you know, some of these, some of the times that you're coming to see it's, it's not always a problem. You know, you mentioned, we don't, we want you to have a problem free life. But but it's not always a problem that you're dealing with, that you come to an attorney to to assist you with. And and if you do come with a problem, we know you're you're in a difficult time, you're going through a lot. And and I think one thing we really try to emphasize, you know, both of us personally in our practice and then with the attorneys that that work with the firm is is that counselor piece, you know, being trying to provide sound advice, be be someone that that just really treats you. The way that you should be treated when you're going through a difficult time, you know, not just like another number or like a, a billable uh, invoice, something, someone that can be just, you know, hit up for billable hours. I think we really pride ourselves on that individualized attention and, and giving each client the attention and, and the, the ear that they need when they're going through a tough time.
1: You're locked into the Outlaw Lawyers. Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, managing partners at Whitaker & Hamer Law Firm, the power behind the Outlaw Lawyers. They are practicing attorneys here in North Carolina with offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Varina, and Gastonia. And, again, uh, going to have, I guess, a, a Garner II uh, coming up uh, uh, very soon in that forty forty two area, so look forward to that. Uh, we've got a lot going on on the program today. We're going to get into the Supreme Court when we come back. You're listening to The Outlaw Lawyer. Law, Law you're on the air. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, your hosts. They are managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. They have 46 combined years experience and offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. If you've got a legal situation, if you've got a question, uh, we've got a number for you: 800 659 1186 That's 800 800- 659-1186. Leave your contact information, a little bit about what the call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. You can also email your question to the program. We'll use it on a future show, questions at outlawlawyer.com. And you can visit the website at any time, kick the tires there, theoutlawlawyer.com. So Supreme Court, guys, I know you got a lot to talk about.
0: Yeah, the, the U.S. Supreme Court, this, uh, this term, this 2021-2022 term is uh, shaping up to be one of the most interesting uh, that we've seen in a, in a while, and it's getting a lot of media coverage because of, of political bents, which is not the goal of the Supreme Court. The U.S. Supreme Court is supposed to be it's supposed to be apolitical. Uh, we all know that's not exactly the case on how folks get appointed, and some of the arguments uh, during the the Trump years and the and the Biden years over appointees and. And people getting confirmed, but we've we've got ourselves a, a very active Supreme Court who's not afraid to take cases and uh, and have some hard uh, discussions about uh, a lot a lot of hot button issues. Uh, and we've seen that already, uh, Joe, with uh, what you know some of the cases they've heard on uh, abortion. So that's a that's a big topic. And most recently, and we mentioned this a week or so ago, but of course the. The court had some tough talk on the uh, the the vaccine mandate on private employers with a hundred or more uh, employees. So that was something we we saw them. Uh, uh, I guess I mean strike down would be the the best word, right, Joe?
2: I think that's the yeah. I mean I don't I don't know what other term you would you would use there. Um, I think that's accurate because like it's it's not in effect now. So I think strike down works and. I want to say we predicted that, and if we didn't, then I'm going to say we predicted that.
0: Yeah, and, uh, I think we I'm did. Gonna keep I'm
2: going to keep our records perfect. Our perfect prediction
0: record stands. <laughs> if you if you go back and you look at the oral arguments and some of what Kavanaugh and and uh, you know the majority, uh, you know OSHA operates uh, via statutory authority. So Congress has the authority to regulate the workplace. Um, and they have delegated a lot of that authority uh, to OSHA, and OSHA is the one that actually issued this mandate for for private employers with at least 100 employees to uh, to require the vaccine mandate. And there were some really strict strict penalties on employers, right? So they were using the the private employers uh, to enforce this vaccine mandate, and if they didn't do it by a certain date and certain time, with certain exceptions that. There were big fines to the private employers. I think it was like fourteen, fifteen grand for every offense. So this was very heavy-handed, and a lot of people, even if you support the vaccine, a lot of people didn't like this this approach. I know I didn't like it as a private employer. I wasn't—we weren't going to be subject to it. We don't have quite that many employees yet. Maybe one day, but anywho, uh, tough talk from the Supreme Court. Uh, This they said OSHA did not have the uh, explicit statutory authority to do this. They've never done anything like this before. There wasn't there wasn't the authority. And so they they said no dice. And so I think just the other day, OSHA finally withdrew uh, that mandate. I'm sure they're looking for another angle if that's something they believe needs to be done. But so that was, you know, that was big news here over the past couple of weeks This vaccine mandate did not survive a uh, couple of challenges to the supreme court that's
2: right josh just just like we predicted just like we predicted um (laughs) but there's a lot of there's some other things going on as well and uh you know i saw the 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 supreme court also on monday agreed to reconsider uh, the role that race plays in college admissions can you talk a little bit about that josh
0: yeah so you know this has always been I, I guess you know we end up using a lot of uh, buzzwords to cover complicated legal theories and 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 I think over time we kind of lose track of what these words originally meant and and you, you got to do it you got to summarize things you you know but affirmative action is is one that you you hear a lot in this uh, debate but obviously um, in order to create, A more diverse student population uh, colleges have used race in the admission process to some extent Um, and there's been a lot of case law over the past 20-30 years about what colleges can use how they can use it and and I think everybody's kind of on the same page that a more diverse student body in a college is is a is a good thing Uh, I think a lot of people disagree on maybe how we get there and so the Supreme Court has agreed to hear a couple of cases, one against Harvard, one against UNC here in our own backyard. Um, my, I haven't looked too deep into these yet, but my understanding is these are um, based on uh, Asian Americans or Americans of Asian descent who are applying and, and think the process uh, t- kind of took them down a notch, you know, not, you know, so race was used in, in such a way as to prevent them from getting in, which is kind of the opposite of the intent of, of some of the cases that we've seen come before the Supreme Court before. So this is going to be interesting. This, you know, if you look at our Supreme Court justices, if you look up at the makeup of the court, some of the things they've ruled on, some of the things they've said in public, it looks like uh, race, this, they're probably not going to uphold you know, if we again, if we have to get on the predictive meter here and predict, it looks like this is going to, you know, if you support race being used in the application process to promote diversity, if that's something you're for, sounds like we're, we might be coming to the end of that or, or, or it's going to have to be really limited in, in, in such a way. But I, I got a feeling this, this probably won't survive. At, 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 you know, that's just my guess. That's right,
2: Josh. And it it looks like the court has actually consolidated the two cases for for oral argument and that they're going to be argued early in the 2022-2023 term, which starts in October. So I'm sure that's another one that we'll, we'll end up following up on at some point.
1: The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. Whitaker and Hamer Law Firms, where you can find them during the week. Managing partners there. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Forty-six combined years of experience. And again, offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay Verena, and Gastonia. Show has flown by. Uh, we have one more segment to go. That is coming up. If you've got a legal situation, you need answers, you need, you've need. you got a question, you need an answer to it, uh, here's a number for you, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. 86 and leave your contact information briefly what the call about and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. You can also send your question to the radio program questions at the outlawlawyer.com and we'll use it in an upcoming show and check out the website theoutlawlawyer.com. We're back to close it up right after this. Back to wrap up the Outlaw Lawyers. Your hosts are Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, powered by Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. They are the managing partners. They are practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. And again, offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuqua, Arena, and Gastonia. And again, 46 combined years experience between these two. Guys, been a great show. And let's wrap it up.
0: Well wanted to talk about the US Supreme Court even even more. There's just so much happening. Uh, it's, it's very fascinating, especially if you're an attorney. I mean I think it's fascinating for, for anyone who has the time to follow it. Uh, but especially if you're an attorney, uh, just seeing how the court takes cases, how they handle them, um, and how they get reported on is, is again, very interesting to me how things get reported and how things are you know reported differing countries, differing media outlets. Um, and this trend we have to politicize the Supreme court. And I can tell you just from studying and following the Supreme court, these justices, they go out of their way to not politicize, uh, the court. They want the court to be a, you know, a, an independent body who kind of looks at things from a, from a legal lens. Um, so it's very interesting to me. And, and part of that, I came to light, you know, there's, uh, I it's been reported different ways, but, uh, And I'm sure I always pronounce names, but Justice uh, Gorish and and Sotomayor, uh, there was a report, Joe, I don't know if you saw anything about this. but There was a report that kind of got into uh, uh, maybe a maybe a civilized disagreement. Uh, uh, Justice Gorish does not wear a mask um, during oral arguments or while he's around. He's a he's a guy who doesn't want to wear a mask anywhere. Uh, Justice Sotomayor, very concerned Uh, from her public statements, very concerned about COVID, uh, wears a mask. I think everybody, I think I read everyone, every justice has their booster and and vaccines. It's just this mask uh, wearing thing. And so it seems like there was some disagreement. Justice Gorsh does not want to wear a mask. Justice Sotomayor does not feel comfortable being in the same room, unmasked. And so she has kind of uh, been participating via phone, via Zoom, in some oral arguments as so there was this big flare up that there was some kind of disagreement uh, between them and it got squashed uh, pretty quick. And they said, no, absolutely not. Everybody can do what they want and, and you know we'll figure it out. But they kind of closed ranks. What was what was nice for me is the justices kind of closed ranks, didn't really talk to the media very much about it. It was an internal issue and they wanted to handle it. You know, like grown-ups. And so it didn't become a big news story. And I was actually kind of happy about that. But it was interesting to follow that for a couple of days and see what was going on. But we're having those arguments amongst ourselves, you know, in workplaces and, and schools. And so they're no different from us. But I don't know. I just thought that was interesting to see see that happen, see how the justices handled it, and see how it was reported. So that was that was nice, I thought.
2: Yeah, like a peek behind the curtain, man. You know, you get to see the inner some inner workings there, and like you said, interesting how they kind of closed ranks and they shut it down. Also interesting how the you know NPR who who reported on this kind of doubled down on it and uh and, and stood by and then kind of for like you like you said uh, the the politicization of all of this uh, they they kind of added in uh an an added political element in their response and commented on just the general workings of the justices in the court and kind of accuse them of of making stealthy votes taking after hour actions and and failing to clarify information for the public so they they kind of doubled down on on their original report and then further dove in to you know some of their some of their i guess criticisms of the way that the court's been operating and so very interesting man and it kind of raises the point of what our original intent and purpose for our show is if you listen to our show of course you can tell very loose with our purpose uh we we go all over the place we we talk about almost anything that interests us but the original intent and the the kind of I guess mission statement if you would for the show has always been to examine issues whether they be current events whether they be political issues whatever they may be but to kind of look at things Without bias, you know, from a neutral perspective, as objectively as we can, because of the fact that a lot of the news and information that you get today is so heavily tilted one way or another. And we wanted to kind of dissect things and look at them as an attorney would from a very neutral, objective standpoint, uh, presenting both sides of the argument, not really taking strong positions either way based on our subjective biases. And that's really the purpose of what we do here.
0: Yeah, we, we really go out of our way, you know. We we look at how things get reported, and you know, I think the U.S. Supreme Court is one of the most efficient uh, parts of, of government. You know, it's a small body. We're not talking about the Congress and the House and the Senate and all the folks in the executive branch. You know, we've got non justices. They hear things, decisions are made. You you know you there's a schedule. You know you we're going to hear this, and then we're going to make a decision, and then that that's it. We're going to move on to the, to the next thing. And, and I think that is so rare, you know, we're used to, I mean, I don't want to disparage anybody, but I mean, I'm in the private sector. I'm not in the public sector, but we do a lot of stuff with, with, with government and just by its nature, by its design, it moves a little slower uh, than, than folks in the private practice world. And uh, I like the Supreme court. They, again, we're going to hear this it's coming before us we're going to argue about it we're going to make a decision and we'll talk about we'll do something else next and so i I really i really like that And, and and watching how different you know the media is just such a and maybe and maybe it'll it'll all come back together but it's it's interesting to see how the media gets covered um and so that's why this story was was so interesting to me uh morgan but we'll you know we'll keep an eye on this stuff it's um It's very interesting to to Joe and I, and hopefully we can – convey some of that passion for these type of topics uh, when we sit here and, and talk with you.
1: It's always a lot of fun. Very, very interesting to hear, you know, attorneys that do this on a daily basis. And, and you guys are talking about uh, the legal issues that, that everybody is seeing uh, they're bombarded with uh, in the media. And you guys are right in the middle talking about, you know, really both sides. So very, very interesting. Uh, guys, uh, always great to do the show with you. We've got a little bit of time. I'm just going to plug right now. If you've got a legal situation that you you've got questions about, you can get in touch with Whitaker and Hamer. Here's the number 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Or email a question to the show. And that's questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. Just leave, you know, brief information what it's about, and we'll answer the question on a future show. And if you leave information like that 800 number, again, 800-659-1186. Again, contact information briefly what it's about. An attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. Check out the website, theoutlawlawyer.com, and we'll see you on the radio next week.
0: hosted by an attorney licensed to practice law in North Carolina some of the guests appearing on the show may be licensed North Carolina attorneys discussion of the show is meant to be general in nature and in no way should the discussion be interpreted as legal advice legal advice can only be rendered once an attorney licensed in the state in which you live had the opportunity to discuss the facts of your case with you the attorneys appearing on the show are speaking in generalities about the law in North Carolina and how these laws affect the average North Carolinian if you have any questions about the content of the show contact us directly